the Nikki Burns Show with Jenny Green. The Nikki Burns Show with Jenny Green. Yeah. 2FM. Oh, yeah. It's time to answer some big questions. Now, can I say, no, you get can't. Into this, I want to say, we've things to cover here. No, we and don't. We're covering the things we're that I've gone off topic. When I was a child, Neve. <laughs> I had a map on my wall of our solar system with seven or eight or nine planets or whatever they were. Yeah, there was nine when you clicked Nine. Open, yeah. Clicked now you have just give me a figure there with more zeros than I've ever seen yeah. as the amount of planets that are out there. Well, yeah. Well, that's only a projection. So, so. And yeah. you also followed that up by saying, and we can't see right and we can't see left. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, astronomers are doing an incredible job looking out every night. Uh, into the night skies and the more uh, you know sophisticated telescopes that we have particularly ones that we can place outside of Earth's atmosphere because of you know because of our atmosphere you, you always have to kind of um, consider the, the distortion and you have to take it away and everything so there's one there's one telescope that, that transformed the way we saw the universe which went up in 1990 it was called the Hubble telescope which I'm, have you heard that word before the yeah, Hubble yeah, telescope yeah. yeah so that's kind of um, that was being constantly maintained by the space shuttle and of course the space shuttle stopped sending up missions um, well it ceased to, ex- to uh, be able to have missions uh, from 2011 so it's just they've expected it to kind of start to break down and it's slowly starting to break down now it's up in the space centre no no it? it orbits about the same kind of same kind of um, orbit as the as the International Space Station it's about 300 kilometres above us so when it breaks down are they not going to put another one up they are they're putting up an even better one called the James Webb Telescope and that's um, kind of a worldwide um, initiative where there's lots of different types of sensors on board that that should be able to see further out and then there's other types of telescopes there's infrared telescopes that are looking at certain regions um, in our galaxy but the more we know the more we know we don't know and it's just like <laughs> I like it <laughs> well can I officially welcome uh, Dr. Oh, yeah. Neve Shaw engineer <laughs> scientist and explorer of all things space to the yeah. studio now we're going to start a little bit closer to home with our science news because tell us a little bit about just this down brilliant Oakland's community college in Offaly in Eatonderry yeah and this is um, actually the, the teacher uh, Laura Guinan got in touch with me and she just asked me like if I'd send out the odd tweet and I said yeah, what are you doing and she told me that for the third year um, they're bringing they're bringing the school uh, 50 year students new students every year to um, a student astronaut challenge that is run every year out of Florida University and uh, in cooperation with the NASA Kennedy Space Center sorry they're going as a school tour no not a school tour it's competitors it's a student astronaut challenge they've been and gone yeah there's what? six of them yeah that they've been and gone and they had the challenge this weekend and they were we the went only. to retreat in Glendalough oh, I went to the zoo to we all, they were um, they were the, the only international team there so they did wow. really really well that they that they got that far they didn't made any didn't have any major prizes this year but even to get there is fantastic that you know? is incredible so, so well done to them and congratulations Oakland's and it's College a whole Oakland. initiative on their part to do it so fair play fair play so I think that was really good um, can you Shot tell us summer. and please uh, sorry on that one there's I guess nowadays probably more than when we were kids people you know have so much more interest in space and there's yeah. probably a lot more options and opportunities for them I think there are yeah it's great and I think people are understanding I mean lots of lots of companies and you know all the space agencies like the European Space Agency and all of them they all understand that everybody is naturally fascinated by space and that it's a great way to teach science and um, and other kind of uh, other principles like business and management and medicine and stuff through space so there's more and more initiatives out there which is great and these competitions are brilliant I mean I'm also involved in another one called the First Lego League, 
which is deadly. It's using Lego and and robotics and they and they have to submit a project. And that's like a global one. And the Irish team now are going forward uh, the weekend next weekend, actually the 16th to Bristol for the UK and Irish final. And then they go into the world finals. Will oh. I am's involved in that one. Oh, is Ooh, he? Yeah, he Ooh, is, yeah. I think they need put in the Black Eyed Peas, the first music up on the moon or something. Is it's Mars, sorry. Tell me, is there much opportunities when you like when you're leaving school to actually study something space agey in in uh, our Irish colleges? Can Either you? Way, well, the closest there's few courses popping up, but there's a there's a few um, undergraduate courses, aeronautical engineering. There's a very good one in the University of Limerick. So most people that would have known from a very young age that they wanted to be a part of space unlike me it took me years they generally did that course we still don't know what we want to do I still don't know what and then there's another great one in Carlo and then there is a fantastic graduate programme there's a fabulous masters in space science in in UCD and then there's great ones in Europe I mean and they're all like a lot of the European ones are particularly once you do your original um, degree are usually supported in some way by the space agency and then the the one that changed my life was this nine week intensive one called the space studies program which is for people all over the world and I was sponsored by the European Space Agency that that changed everything for me that was the that was the deal that was the one Changed everything. So. Right now, talk to us well, about Japan. What are they doing? What are they trying to do? It's called a rock grab. Yeah. So, the, so the Japanese space agency JAXA. So they're like our uh, a space agency, except they they represent Japan. They have um, they have sent a spacecraft up into um, a region about halfway between uh, Earth and Mars to take a look at an asteroid called Riguyu, and their spacecraft is called the Hayab- Hayabusa Two. And its job is to try and collect samples, firstly of the surface of the asteroid and then drill down, like almost like they're, they actually like throw a bullet into it to get some samples off deep within the crater that hasn't been affected by the This is like the movie Armageddon, where they it's drill down, like only it's not coming, yeah. you know, towards Earth. Well, the, the, this will be, the, you know, what, what they're doing, which is really unique, is they're collecting samples and they're going to return them back. They're hoping to be back by December 2020, which but is... Is this coming towards Earth, this asteroid? Become, no, the, I, I think it just orbits halfway between, it has a kind of a wobbly orbit but it's it kind of lives between earth and mars you know so, oh, so it's always it's there always doing there it's about a kilometer in in distance but what they're doing is is groundbreaking and we'll finally be able to kind of see hard ev- like in like there'll actually be physical samples coming back to earth now that's a good thing and a bad thing because it starts opening up the ethics because bacteria these, well not only that but like asteroids uh, there's a whole new area of business uh, called asteroid mining because they believe there's minerals on these asteroids that are highly valuable and very rare on Earth that they can start bringing back. So that opens the whole oh idea God. of who owns space, who owns yeah. the asteroid, who owns the moon. If we start claiming space, that's <laughs> when the aliens are going to come and go, lads, so, so it's take off now. <laughs> so it's a, it's a fascinating thing and it's a first and it's probably going to be the first of many. Um, uh, the Mars, the ExoMars is also hoping to, uh, you know, eventually do a, a sample return with the European Space Space Agency one in a couple of years' time as well. So we'll be seeing more and more of these. We'll missions. be buying our engagement rings up there. Well, yeah, like it's kind of <laughs> mad. But, but people have no one like like won't be going to Dubai mixed anymore. Opinions about bringing samples back to Earth, okay. as you say, for um, for reasons as in like you know we started with the planet with the so so much you know uh, containing the amount of stuff that we started with, and then if you start bringing in stuff from from asteroids and everything then you kind of mess with that balance but also as you say we don't know what it is so be a Starbucks and a McDonald's uh, up there before yeah, we know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so tell us about Rosa Franklin and, and what she's oh, getting named after her Rosalind Franklin so Rosalind Franklin is um, she had a massive um, input into 
the discovery of of this the double helix structure of DNA. So DNA is like um, is kind of like it's got this twisty kind of coil, mm-hmm. and so there's two coils in the twist together, and that's what makes it its unusual shape, and that's how it basically works. And the whole the whole mechanism is based on this double helix they call it. And uh, she was a lady that was uh, very much ahead of her field and she was looking at images and using a special type of imaging called uh, X-ray diffraction or X-ray crystallography. And uh, she started looking at coal and then she got interested in in DNA and she presented this uh, plate, uh, 51 it was called, where it showed it was the clearest representation that DNA could be this double helix. And it led then uh, the three gentlemen that got the Nobel Prize for the discovery of DNA, uh, Watson Crick and her partner, uh, Wilkins, her science partner, uh, to get the uh, Nobel Prize in 1962. So nobody knows if she was passed over, but she wasn't. It's 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 a, it's a funny one because she died in 1958. So she died four years before they actually got the Nobel Prize. But nobody knows if she would have actually been awarded it or not. And and there's also the theory that there was no such thing as awarding Nobel Prizes posthumously at the time. So mm. so this is a nice nod to Rosalind Franklin. And this is off the back of uh, um, a lander that is will be on a rover. I mean, that will be on Mars, which is part of ESA's ExoMars mission. And they put out a call to ask, what do we name? What do we name the rover? And 36,000 people answered and they went with her name, uh, our DNA pioneer, Rosalind Franklin, which is nice. That's it's lovely. It's really nice. So she's getting really recognised. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, which is and also the mission is about trying to figure out, our, you know, where we came from. And and it also kind of it matches a lot of what, what she sought to do as a scientist. So very nice. Amazing. Lovely. Now, yeah. our final one, uh, we're almost out of time, but is the ocean getting bluer? Well, how is this happening? Isn't that a beautiful sound- thought? Well, it is, feels it like it's though. probably not happening it's for the right reasons, yeah, though. Exactly, it's not happening. Have you ever seen a bloom of plankton? Have you ever seen a photograph with a bloom of plankton in the ocean? No. It's this gorgeous kind of sea green and kind of a cream. Um, sometimes uh, uh, so on the coast of Ireland, particularly the west of Ireland, sometimes if you look at the at the satellite images that are processed by the satellite imagery people in Ireland, God, it's beautiful. They call them plankton bloom. And this is beautiful green hue that when the, when you have a, a part of the ocean that's got that's full of phytoplankton, which is a certain type of plankton that absorbs energy from the sun and is able to create its own energy off it. And by in so doing, it reflects light in a different way and it gives it gives the ocean this green color. But with the um, predicted increase in the uh, Earth's temperature, um, as predicted in the you know the Paris Agreement and everything that we're trying to um, overcome, if that happens, it will affect the increase in the temperature of the planet will will affect the circulations of the water, which will also affect the the plankton and how much how many of them will will survive it and they'll all change and adapt to it and in so doing we won't see the same blooms of phytoplankton as before so because of that so the, the plankton give us green, a green hue yeah because of this then um, it will become more blue which is kind of pretty but it also shows you that there's less there's less kind of activity in that way in the ocean so just another depressing fact that, that was, so, that was announced in so Nature correct me if I'm wrong the ocean week. gets its blue colour from the, the um, reflection of the sky reflection of the sky yeah, and the plankton right. are obviously green they're giving it that different yeah elements. that's right so, so they yeah and there's a chemical reaction going on in them and they reflect light back as well so they're able to create their own energy. They have chlorophyll in it. And chlorophyll, do you remember in, do you remember in school, I don't know if you remember this in school, there was photosynthesis in plants. Yeah. And plants, yeah. plants can absorb the sun and create their own energy from this uh, this chemical called chlorophyll. And it's the same It's the same in plankton as well, this, this certain type of plankton. Does that mean we're going to start injecting some sort of green oh, residue into the oceans to God. make it less blue? Or how is this going to work? 
I don't know. I think it's re- it's less to do with the colour and it's more to do with the whole ecosystem of the ocean because the phytoplankton are like the bottom of the whole hierarchy of the feed of the food chain. Mm. You know, like so you've got like small creatures that eat the phytoplankton and then some some bigger fish eat the small creatures and mm. then up, up and up and up you get to the whales which just eats everything including us. And so if you get rid of the first layer of that food chain how is that going to affect the whole ecosystem? I think that's the biggest fear most people have. Ah, Sherlock, life well, is great, isn't it? Life is great. Like, there you go. Recycle, on a Monday. Do on a your mo- bit. <laughs> do whatever you can. Leave on a Friday, we wouldn't care about this. On a Monday, we feel like there's <laughs> no know, point in continuing. Everything's awful. <laughs> uh, oh, and it's also the International Day for uh, Women and Girls in Science from the there United Nations. So there you go. Just in. thought I'd throw that in. Well done. Excellent. Well, I hope you've inspired... <laughs> That's why we had you on. A few I people. know that, yeah. You know <laughs> we knew that, we knew that. I hope we've inspired a few people <laughs> listening. So, uh, thank you very much, Neve Shaw. Thank you. Neve, when are we going back to the moon? I'll stop, will you? Just well, I told you, like, that they have, the European Space Agency have uh, plans for a, a permanent base, a habitat, and they mm. call it a moon village. Why so don't you perform the up there? Watch the space. <laughs> and play a song. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Neve Shaw. <laughs> Imagine Westlife live on the moon. That would I wouldn't be surprised. Can I <laughs> 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 the Nikki Burns Show with Jenny Green.